Hello, everyone, and welcome to Comic Thoughts number 25. It's a seminal episode, and of course, to celebrate, we are Samless. That's right. The adult is out of the building. Uh, the, inmates, the inmates are running the asylum. The rugrats are taking over the house that the rugrats, rugrats live in. I don't know how many metaphors I can come up with. And um, in our infinite wisdom, we're breaking uh, seminal rule and not having three people at once. Um, and I'm joined by Connor Kennedy today. Welcome, Connor. I have been looking for Sam for like three hours now. I've looked under my bed. I've looked under my mattress just in case. In my closet, I checked my bed again. He's still not there. I might check my bed again like halfway through the podcast just to see if he's there. If Sam's in your room trying to steal your toys for his new house that he's going to get soon. Hopefully. Good good luck, brother, on that one. As for where mm-hmm. Sam actually is, we know where he is. Um, well, actually, we hope we do. He's hanging out with mates which is hopefully where he still is at. Otherwise, please, um, if you see him, well, call, let us Con- know. Connor's just trying to cover for him. Where Sam really is, is like he's taking a really long shower. That's right. This yeah. whole time, bad-mouthing Connor, when in actuality, it's it's him who's in the shower this time. He's constantly, like, he, like, I don't even know how to be, like, we, when we went over to his house to exercise that one day, there's an exercise for you up on the channel. He, he actually came out in a towel. The shower was still going. We had to wait like 10 minutes before he was ready to yeah. exercise. It was brutal. The world knows the gritty truth behind Sam Cribs. Anyway, let's Shout. move on to something more lighthearted. <laughs> and let's uh, talk about the first question we um, are going to discuss today, is, which is what's the best multi property crossover comic? Um, I think this question sort of explains itself. Doesn't need any more elaboration. Does that make sense to you, Connor? Uh, like you know, Marvel DC crossover because they're two separate things. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to find the Invincible Spider-Man crossover. Oh, that's pretty good. That's in Marvel Team Up, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I I would like to have a copy of that. Um, just because like one of my favorite characters and like this new character that I was like now obsessed with. Because Mark's my bae. He's fucking amazing. I love him. Um, this new character that you're now obsessed with. You're talking about Spider-Man, right? Oh, absolutely. I only just found out about <laughs> Spider-Man like a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. That new amazing uh, show, um, Spider-Man, where uh, J. Jonah Jameson beats the shit out of Spider-Man. Whoa. Think, Peter, think. Spoilers, <laughs> by the way. He doesn't say think the second time. No, he doesn't. Apparently in the comic he does. And that's where, oh, the, okay, the, that uh, that's where it comes from. Um, but in the okay. show, he just says think, Mark. Which is... I don't know, what can you do? You know? Right. Yeah. Berenstein um, Bears. Mandela effect. Mandela effect. There we go. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like that one would be one that I, I'd say um, I want to, I, I think I, uh, yeah, so I'd like to track that down. Not sure if it's good or not, but if we're just going to mention it, seems relevant to mention it. I have a lot of, I read a lot of crossovers, if I'm being honest, uh, with Yashraf. You haven't read a no, lot of crossovers. No, I haven't. Uh, not yeah, out of actually. avoidance. Um, yeah. They're just hard to get. Yeah, I mean, like, Transformers has done, like, 20 of them in the past three three years. They've done Star Trek, Terminator, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. They've done so many uh, crossovers. Batman and TMNT did a crossover. My dad actually just bought, earlier this year, a trade paperback of Batman meets Archie. Yeah, Batman 66, right? Meets Archie. I heard that's pretty yeah. Yeah, I haven't read it. I'm not even sure if he's read it. I just know he really liked the, the art and, like, the just the nostalgia hit for him. Because he was born in 1960 and used to run a paper route, and he would always read the comics that was at the newspaper yeah. stand. And you know, there was a lot of Archie. So, 
Yeah, fun fact. Um, I forgot to mention this, like when you had your mom on and she mentioned like reading comics and newspaper strips. Like in Malaysia, it was so hard to get comics. So um, luckily, our local newspaper every Sunday had original Spider-Man like comics in the paper on the Sunday Times. Oh, okay. Was, like, I think Stanley made like a special Spider-Man uh, or, or a newspaper version of Spider-Man where it was like just three panels basically every week. But, yeah. That's cool. That's what um, I read. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it would make me want to read the paper, personally, if I knew I'd get a bit of a dose of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was hungry for any sort of comic content I could get my hands on at the time. I could only go to libraries and stuff, but yeah. Um, um, yeah actually, what was I about to say? Right, speaking of my yeah. mom, just before we go on with the actual subject, yeah. um, she watched Army of the Dead. All right. Um, and she wanted me to express, because I mentioned we were talking about it on the podcast, um, yeah. that she wanted me to express that she found that it was one, they, it was, she felt it almost was like they were attempting one part World War Z and one part one other zombie movie she mentioned did neither of them right. And you probably could have slapped the uh, the DC logo at the front of it and would have been one of the better DC uh, EU movies. Wow. Come on. That was, that was her... <laughs> And she, I'm like, Jesus Christ! Did you like the movie, Mum? Fuck me! Like that was that was like that was like taking down both uh, like Zack Snyder and one foul swoop. Not no DC stuff is in that movie at all. But like Shazam is at least better than that. She said one of the better. The I, yeah, uh, but... I she she actually said, you know what? It wasn't as bad as you. I thought it was going to be based on what I said, apparently. But she yeah. did not think it was good either. No, it's not. And apparently, so it's like the biggest movie in Netflix history now. Well, I don't trust their analytics. <laughs> then again, also, Netflix is going to start for content. Let's be honest. But yeah. Oh, and then of course, what was it? Bright. Yeah, the Bright Will was Smith. really big when it came out, and that and was that's, it. It was it was so. Just well, we we talked about Lindsay Ellis's uh, analysis of Bright. Yeah, we've really talked about it, and it's pretty on point. Yeah. But just like even just like the simple fact of like. You, you you very poorly try to use yeah. like like do a discussion about racism um and didn't even focus on the discussion well enough yeah, for it well, to have merit well um they still give us shit for the alamo right <laughs> anyway oh, constantly as, as a mexican myself um <laughs> your, your your dad um read archie in the newspapers i also read archie a lot in malaysia that's the comic you could get easily actually um well enough um so what is the best crossover comic does your dad think it's Batman and meets Archie? Possibly, but then again, I haven't actually uh, gotten him the Batman meets Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, comic yet, and he loves the Turtles because um, he used to. My uncle Ronnie was young enough to be um, to be watching the Turtles cartoons when you know um, when they were still on television constantly, and my dad would sometimes babysit my uncle, uh, and you know he. Uh, because my uncle's well younger than my mum. And yeah, so my, my my dad watched TMNT with my uncle all the time. So he has very fond memories of the Turtles. And I think he'd be quite happy with that one. Oh, yeah. It is I, really, really, really good. I've heard a lot of yeah. good things. But, and like, I mean, good enough that the NECA did a whole line of uh, Turtles meets Batman. Yeah, but that's backs. based off the movie that's based off the comic. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's Oh, God, adaption is so multi-layered sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is. And that, that movie is really good, but like if if you're under 13, I recommend maybe not watching that movie because that movie is really dark and gory. Way more dark and gory than the comic, even though it looks bright and colorful. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, keeping true to the turtles' origin, right? They were. Yeah, right. I, were... I guess, but wow, I was so surprised. <laughs> it's still really awesome, though. And the but... comic, the comic is so good. Somehow, right? They found a way for it to fit into Batman canon at the time, because like Batman or Damien was dead at the time, and they integrate that into the story. Yeah. Interesting, right? Like crossovers like that. <laughs> um, because when I think of TMNT crossovers, as a Power Rangers fan, I think of one of the worst episodes of Power Rangers that ever existed. Uh, which is what? Uh, so one of the first... So in Power Rangers in Space, which is one of the best Power Rangers seasons ever, has one of the worst episodes ever because they tried to do a crossover with um, with a, the TMNT show that was out at the time, like Mutation Reborn or something like that. Yeah. And it was like it was the show that had the fifth turtle who was a girl. Oh, um, uh, Danica Patrick. I don't know. Something, something like that. I could look it up, but I also I could. It's the Milo. Um, yeah, I think so. Actually. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like, yeah, it's one of the worst crossover episodes of anything I've ever watched. Okay, so that's so that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst. It's not a comic, but it's like it's worth mentioning yeah. while we're on TMNT. Yeah. You think by now I would have watched, read one of the uh, Transformers crossovers? To be honest, I don't know. I maybe and... maybe you you think that it's impure because it's crossing over with something else. It's not true Transformers. I don't mind. You're like a Transformer purist, you're like the Hitler. No, no, I'm I'm not. I'm I'm not. Right. I'm probably one of the least purists as far as like Transformers are concerned. Um, when it comes to like that sort of stuff, like I'm I'm someone who will bow for the fact that Transformers should be a uh, a, a multifaceted uh, franchise that's able to do dark and gritty, fun and entertaining drama, love, romance, and then of course those silly little crossovers. Right, that's a good segue actually for the next question. Oh wait, before that, my answer to this is Batman versus TMNT, and uh, honorable mention, Justice League Power Rangers is pretty good. I like the Batman Fortnite comic going on currently. Uh, Green Lantern, Star Trek's pretty good. I've never read, like, this is blasphemous, I know, but I never read any of that Malgam stuff or the JLA Avengers stuff because I can't get it. <laughs> wow. I can't I get mean, my hands on it. So, um, what's, what's, uh, what was it? Uh, a couple, a little while ago, they did a couple of, uh, was it Looney Tunes meets the DC character stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. pretty good as well. But it's, I guess, you're right. It is like uh, two different companies, even though they're both owned by Warner Brothers. I mean, but yeah, like, I, it's not two things that go together. I call it a yeah. crossover. Like, I, in, yeah, that's you're definitely right. It's a crossover. In the same way that, like, if Kickass met Spider Man, I think that's stupid. I don't think Kickass should meet anyone. I don't think Kickass should meet anyone either. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, or Big Hero Six, show him up yeah. in, like in an Iron Man. Uh, the best televised crossover is Supernatural meets Scooby Doo. And Batman meets Scooby Doo is pretty good as well. Any have, version of that. Batman meets Scooby Doo was great. Uh, yeah. Any like, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly because it's usually um, it's usually um, Adam West Batman because that's the one that fits in yeah. the best. But like, it. they also did Brave and the Bold Batman a few years ago. Like, yes, in, yeah, eighteen or whatever. I mean, Brave and the Bold is just a, a just a bloody um, love letter to that to that era of Batman yeah. comics and television. So again, the animated series also did Scooby Doo crossover is really cool. Um, <laughs> Raven and Bull actually crossed over with Scooby Doo twice, right? Oh yeah. yeah. yeah Honestly, probably. I would love them to just like do a Scooby Doo crossover with one of the more serious Batman, just to see. I what mean, would if happen. they did Supernatural and the Supernatural crossover was amazing, they can do a serious Batman crossover. Do you still watch Batman Supernatural? Do you, are you kept it's, up with Supernatural? It ended. ended. Um, no, I uh, dropped off a long time ago. You just watched the crossover episode, didn't you? 
Yeah, I, I did, but I used to watch it a lot as a kid. I used to watch Supernatural up until season ten, maybe. My mom used to watch it all the time, but it yeah. was before, it was uh, it came out after my bedtime, which I never listened mm-hmm. to my bedtime, so I saw some of it every now and again. Jensen Eccles, really good actor. He voiced Red Hood, and he's also voicing Batman in an upcoming uh, Batman Long Halloween film. Which which one? Red Hood in Under the Under the Red Hood? Uh, under the under, yeah, Under oh, the Red Hood. That is he such also dressed a good... up as Red Hood for Halloween. Yeah, that is such a good animated movie, right? It's yeah. it's civil... who who is uh isn't um Neil Patrick from... Harris is Nightwing. Yeah, that's it, Neil Patrick Harris, and he you know what? he did very well. Yeah, he was amazing yeah. as Nightwing. Yeah. Is he the only person to play both a Robin and Spider Man though? Uh yeah, I he did play Spider Man in the MTV show. Yeah, You're right. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, my first instinct is to say no, but I can't think of anyone just because I'm, I'm thinking about Josh Keaton, right? Josh Keaton voices a Robin in Young Justice. Okay. Just as that, yeah. And he voices, um, Spider-Man in, uh, that show that everyone likes called Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, go watch it. Go watch, go watch both of those. Spectacular Spider-Man and Young Justice came out like a semi- similar period of time yeah yeah um like late 2000s early 2010s and that was a golden age for animation for certain uh for for marvel and dc in a certain a little way more of a silver age i guess but like because the 90s would have been golden i suppose but like earth Mayest heroes uh spectacular spider-man uh, uh wolverine and the x-men you had a X-Men couple evolution. of pun x-men evolution was that before that was or? early 2000s oh. right. that was that was directly after the x-men movie where fox was like we need to capitalize on the success yeah and yeah i mean i love expanded revolution I will, I will i will simp for that show all day can you simp for a show yeah you can i think okay, captain america was in that show. show i don't know he I'm was they had a whole uh he never came out of the ice uh but no. they uh but they had they gone and, and they went into his history with wolverine yeah wolverine revered him it was such a cool episode and so cool. really weird for anyone who doesn't know what captain america is but yeah uh, like like Nick Fury was a pretty big part of that show. Yeah, he was. Like, he, Shield kept on showing up. Like they implied that there was a larger Marvel universe. Yeah, in never, evolution. never showed it really though. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen it because they because the changes they made to the X Men themselves was so interesting. Um, yeah. like you know, and even their original characters, Spike like, and X twenty three. Right. Yeah, you told me that X twenty three was origins from that show. Anyway, that <laughs> to catch on to my earlier comment about segue. You talked about how you're not a Transformers purist. What do you think about the recent MLP Transformers stuff? And by MLP, I mean My Little Pony. And by My Little Pony, I mean the like those ponies that have like googly eyes and that like people who like them are sometimes referred to as bronies that they're out of the age demographic. Uh, okay. Well, so the first thing is, I guess I should start by going by my opinion on My Little Pony in general. Like it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Friendship is Magic was the show that got really popular and created the whole brony thing. And I watched the yeah. first five episodes just to see what the hell was going on. Yeah. When something gets that popular, I have to sort of find out what's going on. Um, and I exposed myself and I was sort of like... Expose yourself, okay. It's a good... <laughs> uh, no, uh, not in that way. Uh, oh, oh, man, if Sam was here. Um, <laughs> miss him. Wish, wish he was still around. Rest in peace. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I watched the first five episodes of that show and I thought, you know what? It's decent. Animation's decent. Voice acting's pretty good. Story's like simple, but like, okay. Like I didn't see any issues with it, but I definitely wasn't going to watch any more than the first five. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's so good, but I'm about done with this. Um, so, you know, on my little pony itself, fine on it. Crossing over with Transformers. First of all, it makes sense. Hasbro owns both of them. Like straight up owns yeah. them. 
so we've, when they were doing all their crossovers, because they've been doing the crossover toys as well, like uh, Back to the Future, you got the DeLorean. As a Transformer. But that's also yeah. a comic, I think. But yeah. It is a comic, and they do the comics yeah. to tie in with the toys a yeah. lot of the time. Like, they got Ecto, uh, Ecto-1 as Transformer, and he's called... Oh, what's he called? But that's a Ghostbuster. As a Ghostbuster. And then you got, um, you know, they've done also... They haven't done a comic for it, but they've also done... Um, what's it called? Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah, they've done a Top Gun Transformer. <laughs> okay, yeah. This, yeah. They should make it so, like... Uh, it's the original movie, but Starscream is like the main fighter jet or whatever. Oh, like the main bad guy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, like the actual toy is actually uh, is pretty cool. He's got like, you know, the prop of uh, his robot heads, like the the airplane, uh, like the, the the Air Force helmet. And he, he actually comes with a volleyball as well, like a volleyball. Yeah. The oh, so Megatron plays uh, volleyball with a Starscream and they're both shirtless. They're always shirtless. Like, there's homoerotic undertones to it as well. Have you watched Top Good? It's really weird. I, I have watched Top Gun. Yeah, I have. That I have. Scene. Yeah, it's it's you know what? it's it, it it's it is weird, but it's a good movie. Like I like yeah, it's it. Good it's a good movie. Yeah, I, I need I, need for speed. I love like, that volleyball scene. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Ashraf. Uh, go back and watch it constantly. You know, there's actual yeah. porn on the internet, right? Oh shit. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so, podcast. So I can find uh, that. As as far as uh, My Little Pony meets Transformers, like I'm fine with it. Transformers yeah. is like, especially with like G one. Like, I think some people don't just. Some people have such nostalgia for it that they just don't realize how silly it is in so many regards. Um, and yeah. If you can't, if you can't see, like, look, I like stupid crap. Marvel, it's stupid crap. At uh, DC, uh, Transformers, Power Rangers, especially Power Rangers, uh, Dragon Ball Z. A lot of it is stupid, like in, in many regards. And that's part of what gives it its charm. The um, the fact that it is is based in a world that is weirder than ours and often sometimes sillier than ours is is part of what makes it fun. It, also, a world that can be darker than ours or as dark and as gritty as ours. Uh, the yeah. malleability of these is what makes them so fresh. So when there's a new Transformers show and it's completely different to anything that's come before it, I embrace it with open arms. Yeah, well... I'm I'm happy you're so understanding, but yet you draw the line at Transformers being in Fortnite. Uh, it's no, it has more to do with a moral quandary I have with Fortnite. Yeah, right. <laughs> has nothing to do with has nothing to do with like the actual um, like you know Marvel and DC being in it. And like here's the thing: like if they put Transformers in it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like shoot down any you know shoot anyone up or, or go on a rant about it. I've already had my rant about Fortnite. I have my issues with. Uh, the business practices more than anything yeah and just with epic games in general and i've mentioned them and it's not enough for me to mention it every single time fortnite comes up i've even gone on record i'll go on record saying that the fortnite toys that has been releasing and even the previous ones are the, done by jazzwares and mcfarlane are bloody awesome like they're really cool toys <clears throat> so from your statement what i'm taking away from your statement is that you're coming out as a brony and this is your coming out video sure <laughs> Sure, why not? Have you have you seen how big pony penises can be? Uh, okay. Well, I come out as a Transformers friend. You can call me a tranny. Oh no, no Transformers. Uh, when, when, in two thousand seven, when I first became a Transformers fan, I just kept on calling everyone trans fans, and now in oh no, I feel like trans fans. I mean, that's a different connotation yeah. there. Not an oh no tra- uh, con- uh, connotation either. If you like, if if you like trans, yeah. Do as you will. Do as you will. Uh, unless you're a creepy chaser, in which case that's that's weird, guys. Like it's not yeah. weird that you'd like it, 
but the obsession's what weird. If you're obsessed with women, it'd still be weird. It's yeah. the obsession part. Calm right. as shit. Also, right. if, you, if you like trains, you should calm down. There are people who spend a lot of money on model trains, and I don't know how they get the money for it. It's more expensive than toys in my eyes. I um I genuinely at uh, the Churchill shopping center. Uh, yeah. I wore, I worked in there one day, and I spent two hours talking to a dude because they had set up in the middle of the shopping center this huge electric model train set. Um, they were from like a local uh, model train um uh, club that actually used to run out of a uh, an old rundown uh, railway station. Um, <laughs> so it was really That's uh, so cool. It is so cool, right? Like. I, I yeah. genuinely thought that was that was that was like the coolest thing. Um, and just talking to them for two hours, like how much does it cost and the amount that it costs and the amount of effort that goes into making the models because it's not just the trains; it's like the cars, the buildings, the backdrops. The you know they had a whole um, uh, uh, aeroplane graveyard near an air yeah. uh, near an airfield uh, in their setup. Uh, they actually had a uh, drive-in movie theater. With a bunch of cars in the theater and an actual TV playing old uh, old school movies on the uh, on the small so TV. Cool. They should have was... like a tiny Godzilla or like a cat dressed up as Godzilla or <laughs> a, a goanna. I don't know what Australians call it. A skink. A skink. Skank. Yeah. Have a skank S- running around. Skank. Oh, landscape. I I find skanks under my bed, just behind <laughs> the furniture everywhere. Don't call Sam that, but um, yeah, that's trains are cool. I like trains. Um. That reminds me of our next topic. Are there any cool multi-property crossover toys you like? And you talked about some multi-property crossover toys. Um, I think I'll answer this really quickly first. Uh, this, all of the stuff you said is awesome. I saw it in previews, like the Ecto-1 as a Transformer, the DeLorean as a Transformer. Um, I think when I was a kid going to Toys R Us, I thought the Star Wars Transformers were awesome. I never bought any of them, but they looked cool. Um, Actually, used to have the uh, used to have the um the one that was the Millennium Falcon and the front of it became Han Solo and the back of it became Chewbacca. Well, they should integrate that into the movie somehow. Like just a giant Chewbacca robot that that Millennium Falcon turns into. They combine, yeah. I mean, they've already they've already pissed on Star Wars's legacy with the the most recent trilogy. Might as well go full in. <laughs> I like the Last Jedi. I'll come but- on, see if you came out as a brony and I came out. As a trans fan, I'll come out as a Last Jedi defender as well. It's a good movie, objectively. Yep, that's right. I said objectively. <laughs> okay. Where's your thoughts on Rise of Skywalker, though? I uh, thought it was not good. They went over backwards to try to appease the people they shouldn't have like, appeased. I don't know what, what they were thinking. I think what they did to Kelly Marie Tran is that it's awful. <laughs> like, they cut out her, her role from those movies entirely as a result of fucking what racist people <laughs> but yeah i i start star wars man i mean like the, they got the mandalorian now they've got their tv shows i think they figured out that yeah. the movies aren't their thing they should or or or, or probably the thing they probably should have figured that john provo is good at his job but they just should have hired people who would get their job at the beginning you know not right yeah Johnson i, I or... don't know no randall's good yeah <laughs> i i don't know i don't know what when what, what Oh well, I do know what went wrong with like Rise of Skywalker. I just think it's like a mix of studio interviews and like you don't make movies for the fans. Fans don't know what they want. You you make movies to service the story. You know, at the end of the day, like it's it's to service the story. And like, what is Star Wars's main demographic? It's young kids and children. That's how everyone started falling up with, falling in love with Star Wars. We watched it as kids and then we loved it. 
like and then like we have all of this faction of fans who like who keeps asking Star Wars to grow up with them, but that's so selfish of them in my eyes. Be like, you know, Star Wars Same. Just always be with kids for kids. <laughs> I they, they should be the ability to have both, and like I think with you know things like Transformers, like I said, like them doing crossover with My Little Pony, absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. What you know what they could do? Someone who some a little girl who really likes My Little Pony sees this Transformers comic, and is like. I want to see what this is about because it's got My Little Pony, and mm. suddenly they're a Transformers fan. Exactly, like like, like the mm. comic, and like that's how this fan base and the industry, the toys, the comics, the movies, the shows, so everything grows. So there needs to be stuff for the little ones, but I do think there is a level that does need to be for the adults, and I feel like they could have done that, and they could have made the main movies an all ages experience, but they just couldn't even make a good all ages experience with the. And main I, ones. I felt like. I felt like Last Jedi was that. It was like adults came away with something different than kids did. Like, like uh, for adults, there was a story with like Luke losing hope and everything. And I feel like, you know, as a kid, you watch Luke and be like, oh, I want to be like him. I feel like I'm him. I'm I, I'm always optimistic about life and everything. But as you get older, you get beaten down by life and you become cynical. And you know, you hate to see yourself become like that because you know your heroes growing up never became like that. And to see Luke go through the same things you're going through, or at least in my experience, anyway, it it was sort of validating, and it made me feel like more connected to that character. It made me feel like that character was more human and not like a Mary Sue or whatever. <laughs> I hate it. It's it, it's yeah. interesting actually because you have that opinion of uh, of uh, old man Luke Skywalker. I have the opinion of a similar situation with uh, Fat Thor. Was simply came out of it going like they made it too much of a joke, and I'm like part of the reason why I felt so connected to the idea of Fat Thor was because. He did have so many jokes because the idea of actually facing his uh, his fears and his doubts was so overwhelming that all he could do was laugh about it and, and yeah, actually yeah. like you know like you know deflect everything with humor um, and that's what he did in Ragnarok like all this tragedy happened to him and that's how he deals with it and that's his, what yeah his character never really changed it's the same exact faults and flaws uh, as Ragnarok and some people just feel like it was I'm like no I get it I actually get it like. And that sit down talk with his mom was like, oh, okay. Like I fully, I was fully into it. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm similar with you on that. Where you're with like, yeah. Luke Skywalker, you get the, you get the cynicism, and then with that thought, I get the comedy. And actually, yeah. I feel like it drives me deeper with that character. They should combine both of them. They should get fat old Luke, and yeah, <laughs> what, just like I how Chewbacca and Han combine to become the Millennium Falcon. Fat Thor and Luke should combine to become a really cool crossover toy. <laughs> well, well, like um, like like bloody like the fusion dance from fucking Dragon Ball. Yeah, um, yeah. I I actually I should have thought about this question more because I can't think of a really really cool crossover toy. Much less Neca did Neca. Now you might like this if you remember. Neca did um a series of DC meets Alien v, uh, versus Predator toys. Oh no, I did see those. Those are and cool. they did the yeah. they did the um I think it was the um the Sinestro Corps Predator. Yeah right. Yeah, That's... that was yeah, and the jo- and the Jokerized aliens. Yeah, and was there a Superman versus Alien? Super, Superman versus Alien. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Or su- technically, that's Alien versus Alien because they're both aliens. Yeah, and I can absolutely, you know what? Like in story wise, I can see why maybe the Xenomorphs would want um, Superman. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Superman versus Alien would yeah, want yeah. Superman because uh, no wait no it might have been actually Superman versus Predator. No, it's, no, no. 
I think it's Superman versus Alien. Yeah, Superman versus Alien, Batman versus Predator, and then there's also a Batman versus Alien. So the super, so the Batman versus Predator, the Batman's in his Batman armor, like the sort of power, power yeah, suit, yeah. and the regular Batman is with a Jokerized Alien. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. And then yeah, yeah. Ring bell. those look cool. You know what? I did think of something. I think yep. scribble the toys. I think they look pretty cool. Okay. They sold them for a while Shin Tokyo. And of course, being the dumbest I am, every time they have a Shin Tokyo sale, I'm like, wow, it's so cheap, but I'll buy it later. And then inevitably it sells out. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's also a cool crossover. Scribble nuts, mm. Batman. Oh, scribble nuts and DC. I mean, it's cool enough that we did a whole video of it. Hey, 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 yeah, go check yeah. it out. Hey, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seamless, Synergy. vertical integration. Oh, advertising. Beautiful. You don't even know you're being advertised to. Except now you do. It's subliminal. Because we're mentioning it and we keep talking about it. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, this, a, how about you? What's your opinion? Best crossover toy? Uh, I mean, like... Oh, that, off the top of your head. Right now, be, it, it, the NECA transport or the NECA uh, DC stuff. Sorry, like the NECA the DC versus a, AVP, I think it's really, really, really cool. Right, right? Mm. I think that might be my go-to. Like that is the best. Um, I can't really like. I like the the Transformers crossover stuff, but I haven't got any of it because it's not really something. Like I don't have a shelf anywhere. I think I could put them all the uh, devoted to it. So yeah, I mean can't really think i don't really have a lot like i said i have a lot of crossover stuff but i haven't even really got any crossover toys either uh well i've got sort of sort of i'll I'll, I'll look for them but uh, there's a transformers set that came out recently yeah and some of the vehicles are based directly off the vehicles from mash some of the cars oh really that's the most random thing ever in the world yeah yeah like two of the cars are based off some of the cars from mash all right, so Mash? if any of you don't know what Mash, Mash is, ask your parents. Wait, yeah. Is it Mash? Yeah, hang on. That's Mash the... is a show about the Korean War and it's comedy. No, not Mash, not Mash. What am I talking uh, about? Mask. Wow. Mask. There we go. Yeah. Mask. Mask. Mask is Mask sounds more like what you're talking about. Um, why did I say Mash? Mash? Jesus Christ! Mash. That's why you. That's Crossover. why you popped so loud. That's the most random thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. What am I saying? Yeah, <laughs> Mask is a really terrible ripoff of Transformers. Hey, editor of this video, go through and see how many times Connor says the wrong fucking thing. I called yeah, well, Eternals in humans before the podcast, and I was I'm I'm bad today for it. Apparently, yeah, yeah, you're no, bad. Mask. You're bad for Eternals. Um, yeah. Um, uh, what you know, I'm gonna pitch what they should have. They should have Doctor Who DC Comics crossover. I know Ooh. Doctor Who characters appeared in um, Lego Batman the movie, and they were actually featured heavily in them. But there's aside from Lego Dimensions, actually no, fuck Lego Dimensions is a really cool crossover toy set. But they're mainly just minifigures like from different franchises anyway. So like. I don't know. If you consider that crossover, then you can just buy Lego sets from those franchises and put them together. And then, uh. I would anyway, like I would like to see like just DC, just just like just from DC Comics, DC meets yeah. Dragon Ball. I would want them to just well, and never keep ha- fucking asking for that. But yeah, never, never have. But don't have Goku and Superman fight. Just have a strap admit to the idea that uh, why would we fight? What's the point? <laughs> I mean, I know Goku likes fighting the strongest fighter and he'd probably want it, but like at the same time, it's like the main reason you do a crossover is because there's a big threat that's, uh, that's coming up. They, they should have, they should cross over 
but okay i guess we're moving on to the pitch part of this uh so the next question is about pitching a, a new dc marvel crossover comic but i just thought of an idea for dragon ball and superman yeah. since you mentioned it here we go where like they should cross over and it should be in the style of the third teenage mutant ninja turtles batman crossover where like they change the origin for superman and goku specifically like they switch them like superman is in goku's place and goku is in superman's place that's cool that's yeah. actually really cool and then like they figure out that something's wrong with their universes and then they try to switch back or something i i love this i like there's a lot that could be done especially because like the the idea of the saiyans and the kryptonians existing in the same universe yeah would be really cool especially with freezer existing in that universe like imagine freezer oh you could almost retcon it so that freezer in that universe was the one who blew up krypton oh my god because he this was like, if, I, if I'm if I'm blowing up the Saiyans, I'm definitely blowing up the Kryptonians. Because <laughs> those guys, I've seen what they can do. I've seen it. And I'm not an idiot. I'd like to think of myself as quite intelligent, actually. So I know I'm going to blow them to smithereens. Yeah. I didn't but... think it'd come to... How did two... How did one from each planet survive? How did I... Mm. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's so cool for them to switch places. It, it'd be, it would be so what goku would be like if he was raised in the midwest in the american uh, yeah. it would be it would be interesting i mean like they both of them have like kind of like a farmhouse origin yeah goku lives with his uh, grandpa in a like a in a sort of a farm um removed from most society which is why goku doesn't know what a girl looks like <laughs> um <laughs> but clark knows what a girl looks like but yeah yeah that's the main difference i'd say yeah. um I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, be interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, I, even if it just adds some of the other DC characters, like the idea of Batman being able to do like a, I feel like Batman would be a Kienzong guy or Destructo Disc if, disc if you're, uh, if you're, uh, dub, which is, uh, Krillin. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, he's like disc move, which can literally cut anything in half, but he keeps missing his opponents with it. <laughs> I can see it. I feel if like, ba- yeah. Batman- can cross over with ruby oh shit yeah there was a dc comics ruby crossover as well really yeah there was it, it came out recently it talks about it in the gamma cast fucking rooster teeth is going off oh. yeah well they're owned by one, one of the brothers now so i guess yeah. that's why they can do that we we got rooster teeth we don't we don't need dc anymore yeah but also rooster teeth also produced that transformer show on netflix so they they do so like their, their relationship with transformers is interesting because they did the uh they did a web series for uh the prime wars trilogy and it wasn't very good uh, and then when they announced they're going to do another trilogy with uh, Rooster Teeth, everyone was kind of like, uh, and then they announced they had a new animation team involved and they're like, uh, and then it turned out to be kind of a middling in the road. I actually talked about this with a guy at Zing Pop Culture and TCP today about yeah. uh, my feelings on the Transformers Netflix shows. They're okay, but they needed more episodes, not because I think longer is better, but because of all the concepts they had in the show, they needed more time to explore all the characters. I think Austy like them, or King Hydra, sorry. Mm. I never watched them yet okay yeah i mean like they're, they're okay i'm excited for season three just because of beast wars like beast wars beach g1 is going to be something um like just to be actually able to see the g1 and beast wars characters interact um will be really cool because you never really got that in a in either beast wars or anything afterwards you never really is got beast, to see is beast wars the dinosaurs uh beast wars is all the animals it's like uh, oh, right. primal the uh the gorilla um you have black there's a tiger there. right there's there's a white yeah. tiger called tiger troll okay. uh the, tiger if, if you're thinking of, uh, if you're thinking of the cheetah his name's cheetor okay rhinox the rhinox. cheetor tigertron rhinox come on well they never 
Fucking, they don't have to. Sideswipe turns into car. <laughs> Skywarp oh, turns into thing that flies. Soundwave. Writing these transformers. They, they, it's just they're just straightforward, mate. Hot rod turns into a hot rod. You, I don't think you can say that. Anyway, let's talk about what, do you, what, you, would would <laughs> what you would pitch for a DC Marvel crossover comic. What would my pitch be? Um, yeah, DC Marvel for a new crossover. one. Because as we know, they've crossed over before. So many times. Amalgam, Amalgam was kind of weird. So many but, times. Yeah. Uh, Superman beat up Thor, I think. I don't know. I never read the comic to be aged. I'd like a world, I'd like a uh, crossover where they actually, uh, I'm not sure if they've ever done this, explore uh, the inherent relationship between Hercules, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. The, they're, they're doing that. They're Marvel's, doing that currently. Marvel's Hercules. Oh, uh, well. Like actually bring over Marvel's Hercules and, and, and like have that crossover. Um, a war maybe between two Atlantises. Yeah, Namor and um, Namor, not Namor. Namor and not Namor. Uh, definitely like Namor, like a lot like Namor. Um, I mean, it'd be, I mean, there'd, there'd be some cool ones. I mean, like if like you know, I mean, maybe, maybe a contest of champions. Uh, thing that has gone over into a new DC, like brings over DC universe stuff, but then you can have like I don't like I don't like tournament arcs for some reason. Turn me off. It reminds me of anime, even though anime is fine, but <laughs> I just watched so many of them. You gotta have a tournament arc. But why though? Is it just to like pad for time? Um, because uh, tournament arcs uh, as a as a setup are very easy to write and narratively present a lot of yeah. unique uh, interactions between characters who would no never usually have a natural reason to. Yeah, but. To fight, and I'm not saying I'm... I'm not saying that justifies it. Yeah. It's got to be good as well, but it does yeah. provide an easy narrative format to write interesting they, scenarios. They always do that thing where like two people are fighting, but and then they just like cut to reactions, and then like the episode is mostly reactions of people, like towards the two people who are fighting, like the reactions of people in the audience, like the heroes like party or something. Be like, oh, he's gonna do that move. It's like a million different faces before anyone does anything. Yeah. You seen there was a video I saw on Facebook somewhere. It was like if the Uno. Uno if, if, yeah, if, yeah, I love that. And they should make that into a real show. I would watch that. That's a cool crossover. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? That like, yeah. I mean, if you're not into tournament arcs, then like, the whole contest of champions thing completely loses any uh, yeah. any strength. I mean, I'm happy that Thor Ragnarok like. The trailers made it seem like tournament arc, but actually it's not. But yeah, I didn't like. I I I never thought it'd be tournament arc. Personally. Well, there was a coliseum, and then like I got nervous when I saw the coliseum. Yes, you you see a coliseum, you see two characters who never fought before in the coliseum. As an anime fan, I think you would naturally go, "Do we have a tournament coming up?" <laughs> and then you have the fucking um the collector's brother who's like who has contest of champions. I forgot his name. The guy's played by Jeff Goldblum. Oh, uh, the Grandmaster. Yeah, the Grandmaster. Yeah. He always does the fucking contest of champions. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one behind it, really. Yeah. Isn't he? Um, fucking. a contest of champions portion of like the Ultimate Spider-Man show. Yeah. Where they, like where they cross, and I actually, I'm one of the few people who actually will defend the Ultimate Spider-Man show. It's not. There were good episodes. There were there, there were good episodes in the Avengers Assemble show as well. Season two was yeah. actually okay, and the, the Hyperion stuff was fucking amazing. They brought Squadron Supreme in too much. Have you realized that about that show? But anyway. I mean, like, I might as well. It's better than doing Thanos, Ultron, or Loki for the hundredth time. 
Oh, they did that a lot as well. Yeah, but like, you know, at least they had some variety. Yeah. I mean, not as much variety as Avengers Earthwise Heroes, uh, season three when Marvel, we you were waiting. Um but yeah, Earthwise Heroes had a great they kept on using the Serpent Society as their like uh, go to we need to beat someone up, quit throwing yeah. the serpents. But there's so many serpents in the Serpent Society, like you could do it genuinely I'm still waiting for captain america serpent society when's that coming out oh man like, i genuinely i really want that to happen i, I like mm-hmm. i genuinely really want that to happen in um, an alternate universe in, in an alter in, in an, maybe i mean like it could be sam wilson they could adapt the first sam wilson captain america oh yeah you're right that, that would be great because viper yeah. like uh the male viper uh has one of my favorite villain monologues of all time when he's talking yeah. to the, uh, the tech guys about morality like you own a phone, but yeah, you yeah. know who built this phone was underpaid and might even be a child. But you don't, that's not morally wrong. You need a phone. <laughs> it's such yeah. a, I'm like, oh, I hate that you're kind of right in that statement, but also you're twisting it in such a way. Oh, he's such a great villain. Yeah. Um, so what's your pitch? What's you, my pitch? Crossover oh, God, how do they really, meet? How do they fight? How do they meet? How do they fight? Do they fight? Uh, do you, know, you realize that? Every one of these crossovers follows a formula where they fight and then they team up. I don't know why that's a rule, but yeah. I I don't I don't think they need to. Like maybe that's the that, maybe that's my groundbreaking concept for the the crossover. They don't fight. They talk. They have like a debate. Yeah, I mean, the Avengers killed. Justice League doesn't. That's why Justice League is better at the end. But yeah. That's 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 there's so much wrong with that statement, Ashra. Again, <laughs> um. God, I don't know. I actually don't know, you know, because um, uh, so many have been done, but there's also like, you know, like uh, every idea you can get off the top of your head is so simple. Like yeah. who, who the hell yeah. wouldn't say, hey, how cool would it be to see Batman and Moon Knight? But at the same time, it's like, what, what the fuck would you get out of that? Uh, millions and millions of dollars. But you know what? Yeah, you're right. Okay, <laughs> cool. uh, Batman meets Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, my, my pitch for DC Marvel crossover. I thought about this this morning. Um, I did. I, I think like there should be an event that is making it so like some sort of quantum entanglement thing where like both Earth 616 and Earth Prime technically or Earth Zero um, and the DC universe, like they're suddenly occupying the same space and time and like both Earths are kind of destroying themselves. And like the scientists from both the DC world and the Marvel world are like, what's causing this? And then they realize like the only way to save everyone is to, uh, the only way out of this is that one Earth has to survive. They have to choose between Marvel Earth or DC Earth. And that's what puts everyone into conflict. Okay, one, really dark for you, Ashraf. Uh, but two, um, so what you're saying is what you want Secret Wars 2015, but DC's involved with this time. Yeah, probably. Like a <laughs> Doomsday Clock, Doomsday Clock hints at this. Jeff Johns wrote like a line in Doomsday Clock where um, they Superman, say that Superman, Superman fight fights a, Thor. Yeah. A, yeah, a green Goliath and a God of Thunder or something like that. Oh, Hulk sacrifices his, uh, his life saving Superman and Superman fights Thor and stuff. Yeah. Oh, something like that. I mean, like, I, they, I actually, they, they actually say Thor, but yeah. Because Thor yeah. is a one woman right now. Yeah. Right, yeah, because they actually have their own version of Thor and has been Yeah, because Thor is a god, yeah. not copyrighted. There's no, there's Marvel's... no IP on Thor. Like Marvel made a team of heroes, and then they couldn't figure out who to put on the team, so they put fucking Thor. What the fuck? 
Well, I mean, like, to be honest, like, Thor, wasn't he genuinely kind of popular at the time? I, I guess, but still, it's Thor. It's like, it's like, if I came up with a DC superhero team, I'm like, Batman, Superman, and also we have Robin Hood. <laughs> or King Arthur or something, even though they're both characters in the fucking, both of these comics, but yeah. I mean, like, I was gonna say, like... Sherlock I mean, Holmes, but yeah. I mean, like, DC, I mean, you know... Fucking Green Arrow is pretty heavily based off the Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, he's even dressed like him. But and like, I mean, that's more like a homage. They say it, the French say it's a homage. Homage? Is it homage or homage? It's homage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like the idea of the two Earths having been in conflict because of survival, yeah. and it puts a lot of, you know, morality into. I guess you could like sell if it was like an event. You could sell the the tie-ins as being like the heroes versus type stuff. Like, yeah. hey, you know, Spider Man has to deal with like Nightwing, and like you, you sort of find out which heroes are the ones going through a crisis of we need to do this even though it's wrong, and which heroes are like, no, you know what? Yeah, we have to find a way around. Exactly, and all, like I know you say it was dark, but ultimately both heroes find a way to to um to save everyone. You know. Who would be your, who would be your, if you had to do like a series of like tie-ins where it's like one hero from DC, one hero from Marvel or the main character of the tie-in, who would you do? Oh, uh, that's a hard question. Because like, um, I, like the easy ones are there, like, oh, Superman and Captain America. I'm like, yeah, I mean like. Or Superman and Thor, people always pair them up. Superman and Thor, um, I mean like, I, I, I genuinely would I like mean, to see Justice League meet Squadron Supreme. Yeah, actually. They, they cool. would have to acknowledge that. <laughs> um. You know, I mean, but it's like there's, there's so many, you know, pairs and team ups that you can think of. And like, I wouldn't want to do the ones that have either been done before or the ones like people are going to predict. Like, the, the thing I liked about Infinity War and Endgame is like they paired like the the people that are unlikely to meet each other or like mm-hmm. the weird parents, like um, the Nebula and Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Iron Man and. Punisher, Punisher versus Black Mask. Yeah, that that'd be uh, interesting. He's a mobster. Or, or, or even just Punisher like Punisher versus Joker. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Punisher versus Joker. Yeah. Joker's found someone who's more tweaked than Batman, and he's kind of obsessed. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. What is this? <laughs> and you're a you're a hero. Yeah. Oh, I am gonna have so much fun with you. <laughs> yeah. I can. It just writes itself, doesn't it? It, um, it really it does. Like I'm surprised Joker and Punisher haven't had a crossover before because those are two such popular characters with such inherently dark themes. Yeah. Um, Instead, we have like Jekyll and Hyde crossing over with Two Face, which is actually kind of right. It's like, oh shit, how come I didn't think of that? But yeah. I mean, it'd be like Jekyll and Hyde crossing over with a uh, fucking Hulk. It's like there's an inherent connection there. Oh no, um, but like Daredevil and Batman crossover in, and Jekyll and Hyde and Two Face teamed up at one point. But, yeah. I mean. Um, what is it? I mean, who would you who would you pair to, uh, Batman with that give the most interesting results? Not necessarily the one that like first comes to mind. Uh, to the most interesting result, not the one that first comes to mind. Like Spider Man. Bat- <laughs> Spider Man. I mean, yeah, they've already done a crossover before, though. Oh, uh, fuck! You're right. Yeah, because Carnage and Joker Wolverine. teamed up. Yeah, Wolverine as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I didn't think about the the minute details. All I know is that at the <laughs> end of the story. I want the you, uh, <laughs> uh, you sound like that guy. Uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> he didn't think of the minor details either. What was his face? Bendis? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his name. Yeah, you I sound know. like Bendis. 
You know, Paul Dini wrote the first episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, like the cartoon. Really? Yeah, the guy who's... Well, if, if anyone doesn't know, Paul Dini created Harley Quinn. He's behind a lot of the cool stuff in Batman Animated Series, like Mr. Freeze's new origin and everything. Um, yeah, and then like he was one of the architects behind uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Like The first two episodes were written by him, I think. That's pretty cool. I mean, again, Ultimate Spider-Man isn't dreadful. It's got it's got its moments. Yeah, like it's what it's a watchable series. It's better than Spider-Man, the one that came out after it. Oh my god! I wanted to like that. the The origin, or not the origin, like the prologue that it put on YouTube is really good. Like, I don't know if you've watched that. Like before the show came out, they had like these several shorts, and the framing device was the scientific method. Like if you learned that in school, or if you remember that in school, like stating a hypothesis and everything, right? And like the he Spider-Man used the scientific method to explain his own origin. And like that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cause like that's totally what Spider-Man would do. And like they were really cool to me because when they got to the Uncle Ben stuff, I thought it was a really cool way uh, of making it new and interesting and handling a dark topic in a kid's cartoon really well. But yeah, you should watch it. But yeah. I will, I will. That the the actual show itself not worth it. But like if that no. prologue is as good as what you say it is, I will yeah. I will I will give it a check. And so should you uh watchers at home. If you like it, let us know in the comments and whatnot. Tell us what you think. Hey, call to action. We we're yeah. great at this YouTube stuff. Okay. So um at the ending of my DC Marvel crossover, they would find a way to save the world or both of their worlds but something goes wrong and only one of the worlds are saved. And from the Marvel Universe's perspective, they think only the Marvel Universe is saved. And from the DC Universe's perspective, they think only the DC Universe is saved. Ooh, I mean, maybe. That's what kind of what happens in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't, uh, that kind of happens in Secret Wars, but yeah. Hmm. I kind of like the idea of Doctor Strange's Shazam having a crossover in that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah. most people say Doctor Strange, Doctor Fate, but I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. I mean, you're not really going to get much out of Doctor Fate as a crossover character. Um, but Doctor Strange, like, helping Shazam, or even Doctor Strange helping Superman, like, the idea that Superman, because he's weak to magic, Doctor Strange is going to be, like, his one of the few guys who can actually give Superman something he doesn't have, and that is some magic support. Yeah. Um, Plus that, I have, yeah. That's interesting. I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought of that. Like that's 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 what I mean. Like there's certain crossovers because yeah. the, the obvious ones are out there. Like oh, here's Wolverine, and oh, and what's Batman. this? He's crossing yeah. over with Batman. Their yeah. cows look similar. They're dark, gritty yeah. characters who have horrible backstories. Uh, that dark have gotten, they've gotten dark law exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it's an amalgam character, then like it's it's a pretty standard crossover. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Superboy and X23. Superboy and X23. Yeah. They're both clones. Exactly. And then an amalgam, like they did the boring thing by crossing Superboy over with Spider Man. I'm like, mm. what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, X23 at the time, I don't think existed. So oh, yeah, you're right, get, you're right. They can't get too many like negative points for that. But I feel like those two together would be an interesting like conversation, depending on the era of X23 and the era of like one of them. Like, the, the idea, like, the, the ideal one is that one of them is not quite over the fact that they're a clone. And the other one has come full terms to the realization of like, I can actually be myself. Yeah. I'm allowed to have that. You know, uh, actually it's uh, one of my, uh, something I got, I want to read is the um, Jessica Drew from <laughs> the ultimate universe. Who's like the, uh, f- uh, a female clone of Peter Parker. And like her whole story is both dealing with the fact that she's a clone, but also dealing with the fact that she has all these memories 
of being Peter Parker and is now not Peter Parker in several ways. It's very much thrown her in a loop. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I thought it was actually kind of an interesting and like, it could actually, as a story, it could actually be an interesting um, dive into even just gender identity, which I feel like is a story that could very well, uh, if told well and told intelligently in today's climate. Uh, yeah. It could be, could be really of, good. Yeah. yeah. You're right. And like, it, you saying that just reminds me of how like how Superboy is still not over that clone thing, and that's not a fault of the character; it's the fault of the writers. It's like we just can't move on from that. It's the same thing with Barbara Gordon. It's like every time there's a new Barbara Gordon writer, we gotta talk about the fact that Joker shot her in the back. But that happened in the '80s. That happened almost 30 years ago. Same with Superboy. Like Superboy found out he was a clone in the '90s, and we're in 2021 right now, and we're still producing comics that are talking about that as if it happened yesterday but yeah at least with like would they like okay in marvel comics they might do some some similar things like you know uh uncle ben will come up with uh, peter parker but at the very least they try to do some things like with uh i didn't like clone conspiracy it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it wasn't great but at least they tried to do something different with being like hey we can just bring it back to life you know and peter just having this oh yeah Oh, we can, can't we? And then that moral moral quandary of like, but we're not really bringing him back. We're bringing a clone. Yeah, back. exactly. And then, yeah, I mean, there was a lot to it. And quite... they've done that. They've done that in the Batman comics, the recent ones. But yeah. Mm. So like, I mean, yeah, just trying to like, who, who? I mean, it'd be interesting to pair up back and like having characters not with similar themes but with similar traumas and backstories. Yeah. Um, in the sense of like, you know, like the two clone characters having the ability to, to sort of feed off of each other's strife and learn from each other, um, having characters who can actually fix each other's weaknesses like Doctor Strange and Superman. That's the sort of stuff I'd want to see from a crossover, introducing elements that, you know, would be, would, wouldn't usually be what you expect. And, yeah. you know, throwing that together in, a, in an interesting situation. Like, you know, I think, yeah, you're right. You're right. You, you know, you, uh, they definitely should do that. They should put it into consideration the next time they do one of these fucking crossovers. John Stewart and Captain America, or even John Stewart and like uh, Bucky, or someone like two characters from separate U.S. militaries from different universes. Yeah, as an interesting uniting factor, like they they are both soldiers through and through still in 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 a way they're both veterans of of uh, being part of the U.S. Army. That'd be an interesting connective point. That isn't just Green Lantern in. I don't know, Captain Marvel space. Yeah, and they're both space cops, or Nova and uh, Nova and Green Lantern, because they're both space cops. I mean, that yeah. would be kind of interesting because I'd love to see like both both of them try to like pull rank. It's like, uh, no, I have jurisdiction. <laughs> well, no, not really, because this is technically New York from my universe, yeah. which is my jurisdiction. So back the fuck off. <laughs> and they both have so much in common in the sense that. Fucking the Nova Corps always gets destroyed, and the Green Lantern Corps always gets destroyed. Mm. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to have someone like, say, um, uh, some uh, uh, Reyes Blue Beetle and another, like one of the Marvel heroes who's trying to take up a mantle of a, of a past. Morales. Yeah, like Miles Morales, or even yeah. just like an, yeah. someone Emma else. Alexander. Thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking more like take up the mantle of a dead hero, like, you know, similar. Miles, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, Miles, Peter Parker is dead. Uh, and no, 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 Peter Parker is dead. But but Peter Parker is dead. Just and they start. both have the, the thing in common where there's a new universe and both of their mentors are now alive. 
Yeah, actually, yeah. That, that'd be yeah. that. That that's 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 actually a pretty cool one. Yeah, and I have to deal with the fact that am I now made redundant or whatever? <clears throat> I mean, there's there's there'd be some interesting ones like maybe I don't know Hawkeye or like and uh, Barbara Gordon, like not Batgirl, but Hawkeye and Oracle, and like one of them isn't quite dealing with the fact that they now have a disability. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that, that's something I, cause I, my sister is, is blind and I've yeah. seen the disability community and the way that people with different disabilities can come together and help them deal with that stress is actually really, really cool. And again, to see that represented, like I genuinely really hope that we see Clint Barton maybe go through losing his hearing in, in the MCU, just cause I'd love that's to see something going to happen. Genuine representation yeah. of a person with a disability as a superhero. You know, well, if they cast an echo, then yeah, well, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, the, hey, that that would be cool. I'd love to see it, especially because yeah. the way they did it in the Matt Fraction run, which is as heavily based off, is they did it very well. I love the dialogue. If if you haven't read the Matt Fraction run, read it because the way they did the dialogue after Clint goes deaf is he'll they'll they'll have some of the words, and then every now and again they'll have in brackets one of the words and a, a word he didn't quite understand because he wasn't reading their lips. And yeah. sometimes when he, you know, like just, just the way they messed around with like your, you know, reminding you without actually having him say it or someone say it, reminding you constantly, Clint is now genuinely deaf. He can't hear. So he has to read lips. Yeah. You know, and even that Deadpool crossover comic where Deadpool lifts his mask up and does a bit of sign language and uses it, you know, actually remembers, oh yeah, Clint's deaf and lifts his mask up so he can have Clint see what he's saying without Clint having to tell him anything. Like that was such a cool crossover, the Hawkeye Deadpool uh, crossover. Go read that as well. Awesome shit. Sounds really cool. Like, and I think when you mentioned Barbara and um, Clint, they're also like, not only are they disabled, like, but because they're so, um, how do I say it, efficient or, you know, they're both superheroes and they both continue to be superheroes. Like, people sometimes don't take their disability into account. Like Barbara can walk again, right? And yeah. people think, oh, that, that means, you know, she's not disabled, but that's not true. She starts to go to physiotherapy and the, the, mic, the, the chip that's enabling her to walk is taking a toll on her. And then recently um, she can't use it anymore because like if she, if she uses it again, she will be paralyzed forever. So she's back to being Oracle full-time. And it also affects her memory because when you have something in your spine, it's also connected to your fucking brain. So if that if you, she gets hit by an EMP, she gets Alzheimer's essentially. And so, like, uh, and yeah. then you know, Hawkeye is also dealing like with ongoing stuff. I'm sure. And like he, I think in one of the comics they had it like that he like Tony Stark was able to build him some hearing aids that let him hear. But again, there's also that fact it's like if those hearing aids bug out or someone breaks them, he is still yeah. deaf. Like without physically repairing him with magic or some kind of major science, which, you know, sometimes with comics, that's kind of the, the uh, thing is like, because we have such extreme sciences, sometimes it's like, why can't we just fix that? And like, you have to find yeah. your reasons for it. Um, like why can't one woman cure cancer or whatever? Yeah. yeah stuff like that. So it's yeah. like, I genuinely, yeah, those two together. And just like the, the fact that, I think the other side you got to look at it is that, yeah, they are disabled, but they are disabled superheroes. Like they, they, you know, people with disabilities don't just stop being people and stop having jobs and stop paying taxes and stop doing this stuff. Like sometimes, yeah, they'll have carers 
but that doesn't mean they stop. My sister hasn't stopped being an athlete. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Tim who runs his own business hasn't stopped running his own business. You know, there are people with mental disabilities who keep doing what they love and keep succeeding in the world. Uh, there's a one-legged wrestler out there, like pro professional yeah. wrestler. There, there's, you know, it's bloody, you get the Special Olympics, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think sometimes people can forget. And often when they don't forget, they almost make it a gimmick that these people are just genuine people and they can continue to do what they can do. And I think the idea of having two superheroes together with their own disabilities that are separate disabilities and have them almost have that discussion of like you know do you ever feel taken for granted ever feel taken as like a gimmick or like a charity case every now and again and like them dealing with that and you know dealing with the you know coming to the realization of their value um even even in their situation if anything their, their value is um almost more but also at the same time not more because of their disabilities they're still just people and in a way that's both inspiring but also they aren't there to inspire they're there to be people yeah exactly so yeah you, that i think there are a lot of writers in dc Marvel right now who are up for that sort of challenge to write something like that and i think something that should exist why not yeah. and like in talking about these Marvel and DC crossovers that we're pitching. Um, I have one final idea, uh, not to take anything away from your one final idea. No, no, we can no go on, ahead. Move on to the next question. Um, we talked about bringing people together and we talked about crossing over universes. I think at some point, the my in my pitch, the crossover between Marvel and DC should be so enormous. It should leak out into our world. And I know this sounds like the crossover comic that came out recently because that's totally where I got this idea from. And I don't know how it gets to this point. Some better writer than me with more time can come up with something. But I think as a result of the crossover leaking into our world, um, both Emma Frost and Power Girl will marry me at the end of the story. And I think, you know, it's organic. And um, as a fan of both of these characters, I feel like that's where the arcs were going. And uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not, Connor. But, like, do, do you agree? This is like, this is like organic growth, like Hickman and Tom you Taylor. You don't. You don't. No, no, Ashra. Yeah. Power Girl. I one hundred percent Power Girl. Go, go with Power Girl. I, I'm saying this as a friend. You do not <laughs> want to be involved with Emma Frost. Uh, well, she you know. wants. She wants. All right. There was a story where someone had gotten naked pictures of her and leaked them online. And when she found that guy, she created a mental synapse that whenever he saw a naked woman, he would violently vomit. That's the kind of person she is. She will ruin your life. Well, I will never do like, I will never do something like that. Yeah, but do you really think someone is going to go to that extent? And I'm not saying what that guy done could, you know, is, is not shouldn't be something he should be fucking punished for because fuck that guy. But also violently vomit whenever he sees a naked woman do you think like an, a, an emotional breakup even if you're not at fault and emma frost is a petty bitch do you think she wouldn't do something to fuck you up i don't know but i feel like that kind of makes her more alluring in that sense you know <laughs> because she could fucking ruin you and yeah like, right on like, a whim. come on like power girl i'd go for because like if she you two broke up she's got she's not going to use her powers on you 
she's not going to turn around and punch you to into the sun because that would be that would be the start of uh that's basically the start of the, her own version of injustice i guess um, <laughs> um i mean like it's like yeah. jean gray would be a better one because even though she's got the same uh, the same power set she's not gonna fucking do that to you you know you bring up Jean Grey, and this is like completely off topic, but we were talking about really cool costumes and really bad costumes. I think her Marvel Girl costume is awesome, and I'm so happy they brought it back. Marvel Girl costume is actually, like, there's something classic about it, right? There's something, yeah. like, so genuinely nice about it, but my favorite Jean Grey costume is X-Men Red. We were talking oh. about, like, modern costumes last week, and I, 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 yeah. I, try, I wanted to mention it, but I just didn't, because I don't know why. X-Men Red, some of their costumes, oh, yeah. they got some good ones. Yeah. Um, you know, Jean Grey's uh, like the red and the blue costume that she has in X Men Red, which is like her Jim Lee one, but updated and more modern. Oof, love it! Such a cool costume. Uh, but yeah, Marvel Girl's great. Like, yeah, I, I love it. Um, I know it's 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 Hank Pym's favorite um, costume. Well, not Hank Pym. Uh, Hank McCoy. Hen- right, uh, Beast. Right. Not Hank Pym. Fuck me. Hank McCoy. Like, <laughs> Hank Hank McCoy. Yeah, Beast. I know it is because when they uh, when they went into Beast's mind one day, uh, Beast was in his grey. I believe Beast was grey, like it was a like, modern comic. Yeah. When they went into his mind and had a conversation, Beast was grey, and she was in her Marvel Girl outfit. I was like, oh, this was like my my favorite my favorite costumes that we had. Yeah, right. That yeah. seems a bit pervy. I don't know. It's like that time they went into Scott's mind and he just dreamt of a harem or something. What? Uh, <laughs> the x-men are you telling me that the world's weird superhero team doesn't w- w- don't have issues well yeah in in the new hickman um x-men run like they just they all they're all swingers or something right i don't know anyway I, i've got to read it uh because apparently people actually really like it yeah it's it's really good apparently hickman's yeah, like, not even a marvel fan apparently he, he likes dc more i don't know how Marvel keeps bringing him back. But yeah. uh, because he keeps on thinking... Well, I mean, like, here's the thing, right? It's one thing to work on something you love, but how about going, all right, well, I'll take something I don't like and try and make it something I do like. Yeah, yeah. Like, as, a, as, a, as a creative, like, there's something interesting about um, yeah. fixing something that's... You know, or not even fixing, but, like, trying to do something in a way that you would enjoy it. Like Exactly, which is what brings me back to my point about... Emma how Frost my and Power Girl, yes. Yeah, how this ends. Anyway, uh, Scott Snyder, make it happen when you... when. Um, <laughs> DC and Marvel inevitably approach you. I don't know. Like I know that Connor has qualms with it because Pargill and uh, G- um, Emma Frost are so intense. But pa- I think like, again, given the right girl, story, given the right fine. man, given the right story, it has, you know, it's nothing. It's just Emma Frost is. She was in the Hellfire Club. All right. Okay. She she goes back and forth more often than a fucking pendulum, mate. Okay. She's dangerous. All right. Um, it's not even her powers. It's her personality. I, how are we doing on time, by the way? Uh, Shizenhauer, I didn't keep track. Yeah. I think we're just uh, we're around an hour. Uh, we got time. Okay. I mean, um, we haven't we haven't got Sam with us. About Craven the Hunter. We, we haven't got Sam yeah, with us. So we're Craven going Hunter. wild. It's, it's it's episode twenty five. Let's go for an hour and a half. Fuck it. The, yeah. The, 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 yeah, we're running the asylum. Twenty five weeks. Uh, hang on, two seconds. Right. Okay. So Craven the Hunter is casting. Okay, Sam's um, not under my bed uh, <laughs> now either. So. Wow, you lifted that no problem, but. <laughs> From the press release of Craven the Hunter's casting, uh, Sony talked about they didn't wanted to adapt The Last Hunt, which is impossible without Spider-Man, and impossible without an established Spider-Man, and impossible without an established Craven. And they also um, had like a character bio. This is an exclusive for Comic Thoughts because I got this from a secret source. 
And the character bio for Craven in this movie reads that his name will be uh, Ralph Boner. And, he, <laughs> and that's uh, that's all that my source is willing to divulge. <sighs> right. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Uh, for those who are out of the loop, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, has been cast as Craven the Hunter. Um Honestly, like if this was canon to the MCU, I don't mind uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson because he won't have silver hair. He'll have a different setup. He'll probably have a different build. I don't mind that at all. Uh, I don't. Wait, see- are you gonna say it? You didn't see it coming. Ah, 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 ah! Oh god, it hurts. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so. I don't mind if it like I wouldn't mind if it was MCU, and if anything, I'd prefer it because Craven the Hunter is such a good character. Like as a villain, regardless, like he's he's as as a vil, as a character, he would work as a villain for a lot of heroes other than Spider Man. If he was a Batman villain, he'd still work. If he was, you know what I mean. Like if he was a yeah. Moon Knight villain, he'd still work. Yeah, um, he's just such a great villain conceptually and in practice. So if this was MCU Craven and Sony and Marvel working together to make a Craven the Hunter solo film, uh, fucking like give it to me. But because this is this is one hundred percent one of Sony's Sony Cinematic Universe uh, entries in the same and like he, uh, this is coming from a guy who actually is curious about Morbius, liked the first Venom movie, didn't love it, liked it, is excited to see what Carnage brings, and is absolutely like but absolutely just wants nothing to do with like the expanded Sony universe as an actual universe like what the fuck like like they want to have their cake and eat it too and i think it's because they just they 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 don't have any franchises mate they don't have anything what what does sony have they have ghostbusters sony's universe of marvel characters but yeah sunk but anyway yeah so like i mean they they've got they could always do the aunt may solo movie if they wanted i suppose Madam, madam web um well if they done madam web would it be original madam web or julia carpenter uh i think the last time i read any news about it they talked about uh it being carpenter i mean that would make more sense because she can actually get out of her chair (laughs) well i i assume if they did original madam web they would do some sort of origin to how she becomes that woman who stays in the chair and talks to spidey in his mind or something i mean maybe i mean like look i don't think we're going to know exactly what's going with sony's stuff until it comes out until uh, no way home yeah right. we won't we won't know what the actual trajectory is and it, like it is tom holland's birthday today they might release a trailer yeah. they might they might do something i hope they do um and i really do like you know like tom holland is so young and so talented and there's so much room for the mcu spider-man that i really hope that there's there's plans like they could literally do like three four five trilogies with tom holland if they just kept up yeah. the the two movies every year yeah. Every uh, it's, uh, one movie every two years. Sorry, uh, uh, formula. He's taking a long break after this movie though, because his contract is only states like his his contract ends here. I think after this one, uh, they could have signed a new contract. I mean, like yeah, Sony and they Marvel, definitely are, could. They could Sony definitely and could, Marvel buddy buddy at the moment. Fucking Sony is putting their Marvel well, movies onto Disney Plus in in twenty twenty two. Yeah, after after Netflix, but yeah, after Netflix. So like, there's there's something happening there that I wouldn't be but, shocked if like the agreement was only for one more movie though. That's the one thing. more movie, but also to appear in another Marvel project outside of Spider-Man: um, No Way Home. Um, well, so they've got they've got something else, and I'm yeah. pretty confident that they could so, extend the contract. I'm going to say a bit about this project, this Creepin' Hunter project. Um, I agree with a lot of what Connor was saying. I'm pretty optimistic 
or or I I want to be optimistic actually. Like people always dog on Sony, but they made Spider Verse, which is the best superhero movie ever, in my the, eyes. Yeah, I mean you've also remember Sony also kept their hands off that project and just let the creatives actually make it. So maybe that's yeah. the issue. Maybe Sony just needs to back maybe. the fuck off. <laughs> maybe, but like um, I also enjoyed Venom for what it was, and yeah. I think and I enjoyed the the, the Sony Marvel uh, Spider Man movies, and I, you know, like if they get a really good story i think they can make it work and last i heard and this is from straight from the source which is like the screenwriter for the movie i'm not sure if he's still the screenwriter he said when he wrote the script he kept spider-man in there and it was still approved so like spider-man might still be in there in some capacity oh yeah okay i don't know which spider-man but i don't know (laughs) Um, it's it's it's, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, but this was like uh, bear in mind this was two years ago. Like the last news we heard about this movie was a few years ago. Just because, just because of COVID, and just because Sony kind of moves at a snail's pace when it comes to these sorts of things. So, Sony's are very erratic with their projects. Yeah. Um, like, like hearing about fucking Silk for so many years. When are they gonna fucking release it? Like, you remember Silver and Black? Yeah, Silver and Black. That was supposed to come out, and like was... they teased Felicity Jones is gonna be Black Cat, and <laughs> yeah. I um, Sony, genuinely, like I almost feel like there's there's some merit in in Disney looking at some of the stuff they got from Fox that isn't Marvel related, like you know Predator, Alien, and all that. Looking at all that and going, what are this shit that we don't need? Like ten franchises and just going, Sony, you're Spider Man for our ten, because then Sony can fuck off away from doing this shitty Spider Man, like shitty stuff. Actually, have some franchises to build off of while marvel then gets their their spider-man back like i feel like there's something disney could do because this isn't going to make a predator movie anytime soon they might they might uh, actually like, a predator movie is in development yeah okay, with cool. um, damien chazelle or, okay sorry cool. dan trachtenberg yeah. yeah and i and i and i don't trust and i don't trust it you don't trust it it's I the guy who made a uh, 10 clover people lane i good. mean okay maybe <laughs> i didn't know that part hang on <laughs> but like i don't know disney outside of marvel like and even uh, yeah. Star Wars stuff yeah, like yeah. they haven't been the best with their live action stuff especially their own mm. like disney can't even get that they how do you fuck up milan i don't know oh, i don't think we talked uh, about this we, don't we, make them they fucked up milan milan was one of the best 90s disney movies as far as i'm concerned they fucked up oh. lion king but it's still a billion dollars good. I might watch that. I mentioned this in um fucking um the the and I just wanted to get your thoughts on Ashraf. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this in the toy uh, uh, discussion for a- uh, April, mm-hmm. and um you know in Shang Chi there's a character called Mary, and we don't see her in this outfit, but um Katie. Yeah, Ka- uh, sorry, uh, Katie. Yeah. Not Mary. <laughs> you're getting everyone's names wrong today oh, for some reason. Go. Usually but, like, you're on the ball, but yeah. This picture, this pic, these pictures were released, but, and the amount you of people have the toy. Who say, yeah. It's our... <laughs> it's uh, probably not legally. I got it off eBay. Oh, shit. Yeah. I got, I got the whole Shang-Chi wave in a box over here. I want to do a video about Holy it. Holy fuck. Dude, yeah. you got to get on that, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I, I, I grabbed this. Um, and like the amount of people I saw who just kept saying, oh, that's Mulan. And I'm like... What the fuck? <laughs> really? Really? Are we doing this? She's, she doesn't even have a katana. Uh, not even a katana. That's fucking Japanese. She doesn't have a sword. She's got a bow and arrow. She's an Asian woman in a red dress. And I was very, 
I was very confused as to why everyone kept on saying it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess she does use a bow and arrow at one point in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but, but like if you're a if you're if you're a warrior in the military, there's a good chance at one point in time you're gonna. Have she's to also not dressed up as a guy. <laughs> in Mulan, she's dressed up as a guy. I just, I, yeah, it's just like just a bit of a disappointment. I wanted to bring it up again because I kept seeing people mention it even now, and I'm like, why is this a trend? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a uh, well, because for so long we've just had these pasty white people on screen, and hey, 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 very few of them were pasty. All right, <laughs> all right. I, the, the levels of tan that some of them have gotten. All right, I'm pasty, but I, I and I am, I am nowhere near as tan as some of them. Okay. Okay. So let's um, moving on. <laughs> hashtag not all white people, which is a hashtag <laughs> that will get taken out of context oh, immediately. You. Immediately, not all white people are tan, which is such a, almost an innocent such a travesty. Statement. Right. It's such, um, a, it's such an innocent thing to be upset about. <laughs> yeah, I think people are just not used to differentiating the different Asian people. Speak okay. about Asian people. Let's talk about Snake Eyes. <laughs> Yes, so I watched the trailer just before this. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, like nothing about the trailer. Uh, there was a Snake Eyes trailer for those who are a bit out. Um, you know, the G.I. Joe character, the ninja character, um, the one that I think most people who look at G.I. Joe go, soldier, 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 ninja, soldier. Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, There's it looks pretty ninjas. cool. Yeah. Um, There's a few ninjas. Yeah. A few ninjas, but like when you look at like the core G.I. Joe characters, like Duke, Scarlet, yeah snake eyes i think snake eyes the coolest i think when people think gi joe they think snake eyes i don't know if it's just me maybe cobra commander but yeah oh <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta do it right you gotta do it I and mean, that guy uh, the same that's guy. a cool crossover as well community and gi joe community and gi joe yeah they had a crossover episode really interesting yeah uh fucking yeah so yeah i i like the way it looked it's one of those things where it's like, if it's a good movie, like, like genuinely, like Hasbro and I think it's uh, Paramount. Yes, like, I can say yes because Paramount done the Transformers movies. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Paramount. Paramount and because they work with Hasbro, it has access to actually quite a few really good franchises with a lot of history. Transformers is one. GI Joe is another. A lot of toy led franchises. A lot of toy led franchises, but that. Paw Patrol is one. <laughs> Paw Patrol. I mean, like, don't, yeah. don't, live action. I'm not going to sleep on Paw Patrol. Hey, you know? hey, live action Paw Patrol movie. Yeah. I, I they they can make it dark and gritty. They can make it like the new Joker. <laughs> no, they can make it about, like, they can make a commentary on police brutality with the Paw Patrol characters. Oh, no. They, <laughs> the worst part is, is like, there's possibly some they merit. Do it. Yeah, they could do it. I mean, it, you could. If you have a creative enough mind, you could yeah. do stuff like that um but yeah like they have you know like hopefully for them like they start getting really good movies because these are some of the franchises where you could like gi joe has so many characters and like look how popular things like fast and furious uh, movies are and uh fucking you know uh expendables uh yeah. and you know gi joe leans into a bit of that stuff but also has that sort of superhero vibe with some of its concepts like with marvel um i think gi joe could actually be quite successful as a movie franchise yeah it could be cool, could be if, cool. Uh, if they actually did it right yeah. Um, I wasn't a biggest fan of the previous G.I. Joe movies. Fucking terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, my God. To. Yeah. Uh, so if they can keep, like, to the, you know, sort of the campiness of it, like, I would love it if, like, because, like, there's the advertising figures itself out, right? What do you do if you want to advertise a new G.I. Joe movie? 
and you wanted to keep it like t- you know, to what the G.I. Joe was originally, you make live action versions of the Knowing is Half the Battle ads. Yeah. Like why they why they never did that with the original movie? I don't know. Like you literally, it's right there. The ads have already been made. You just got to yeah. People will spread them around. Like and that will and literally knowing is half the battle is a meme that existed before the internet, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If they bring it back, they have a meme that is the the internet will grab onto that as a meme. And if you can have something the internet will grab onto as a meme, you have advertised your movie. Exactly. So it's do it. Sitting, fucking, we're writing so much content for people to use today. We wrote a DC Marvel crossover, and now we're writing this, the fucking advertising campaign for the new G.I. Joe, which is doing it visibly on the advertising. They had a one-minute trailer and nothing else. I, I, yeah, I really hope it's good. And maybe they're just sort of wanting to keep, like, a, a low projection of the movie. Yeah. Maybe they just want to, maybe they want to keep it because like Bumblebee as a movie, the Bumblebee movie, I think for Fucking me, great. Travis yeah, like, yeah, Travis Knight. Oh my God. Who would have thought bringing in an, anim- an animation director who understands how the animated characters work to direct a movie where a huge portion of your main cast are going to be CGI animated characters would actually yeah. help with Shape of Water characters. But yeah. Fucking like with the like the first one of the first things he said with Bumblebee's design, it's like he's the Autobot you'd want to hug. So we want him to yeah. be like rounded and almost soft looking in a way. And I'm like, thank you. I, like, yeah, there we go. He's thinking of shape and silhouette and and how you tr- and color and how that communicates ideas. And I'm like, oh, Travis Knight, I could can you please come back for the sequel? I want to see more. I got a whole Bumblebee shelf here. It's one of the few things that are in my collection that's got its own shelf as far as movies are concerned. The writer for that Bumblebee movie also has a Batgirl script, and also wrote Birds of Prey. I think I don't know. I gotta check that. But yeah, she. Ha- I know for a fact that it's a Batgirl script somewhere. I'd be interested in seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I agree with you. I want to see another Bumblebee movie. Um, and yeah. this this uh, Snake Eyes movie looks cool. Trailer looks cool. Obviously, Snake Eyes isn't a blonde man who's mute in this universe. And um, um, I mean, he wasn't, he's not mute in the comics or anything. He's, he's not. Just, mu- he's not mute. He's, he's got a vow of silence. Mute, but uh, well, he has a vow of silence. But he's also like he has a damaged face and damaged vocal cords. I think there'd be something. I mean, like the idea of him having a vow of silence would be kind of cool. But him having an origin story where he doesn't have it, I think, is a pretty cool way to build up that character. Yeah. Well, in in the behind the scenes stuff, like they talk about how it's not true. I mean. They talk about the fact that, yeah, this might seem on the surface not true to the character, but then they bring the guy who wrote the original story of Snake Eyes in and got his approval in that behind-the-scenes video, and he talks about how this is before he gets um, the vow of silence and before he gets his face damaged and stuff. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's an origin movie, so it's like, why doesn't Wolverine have middle claws? He hasn't got them yet. This This is before that. You know, like if he's got, he, he could get these things eventually. It depends on how long, you know, is it going to be an arrow situation? How long is he going to wait till he gets a fucking goatee, right? Imagine if they were made of metal. Guess the movie. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm down. I mean, it'd be cool okay. to see if they do a bunch of other G.I. Joe Origins movies. Yeah, I'm um, excited for it. Um, I, I like the fact that Baroness and Scarlet are in this movie. Um, yeah. And I also like, I'm not the biggest G.I. Joe fan, but I've, I've been following this movie just because like the actor is from Malaysia and it's so interesting to see like a leading man from like a place that I 
lived in for so long and lived near or, or used to live in Ippo and it was a state that was kind of close to mine but yeah I mean like it, it it's it's it was like it'd be like for me I I really can't wait for the day when the Aboriginal Australian actor gets put in a Marvel or DC movie yeah that's so that that would be that would be good like especially since Tom Taylor has made a really cool one for Suicide Squad run like um uh the thylacine I think she's mm. a really cool character anyway um before we run out of time i really want to talk about this last topic because i've been putting it off for so long so um just to recap for people who don't know and for you who might not know um dc the publishing company and by extension dc entertainment and all of its um bodies and related uh, affiliates is owned by warner media which is and then owned by at&t which is a broadcasting network and also mobile phone carrier phone carrier they own a lot of things it's pretty fucked up and um they AT&T bought them a few years back um and AT&T made a really huge push into streaming that's why uh HBO Max is doing is going ahead long into streaming like has the most expensive streaming service has movies uh in the cinema at the same time they have movies on streaming on the streaming service and um we spent a lot of money doing that as a result AT&T spending billions of dollars purchasing Warner Media and trying to make their uh, money back and um i guess stuff didn't work out and AT&T decided to uh, spin off um Warner Media and all of the properties that Warner Media owns into uh, Discovery which uh, if you guys don't know Discovery is like Discovery Channel the learning channel um uh I can't think of anything more the Discovery owns. But yeah, Discovery is kind of bottom of the barrel like oh yeah, History Channel that's also on Discovery. Bottom of the barrel like shitty. Like it used to be really cool, but now I I hate it because it's just a bunch of garbage like Ancient Aliens and um uh Ice Road Truckers and Pawn Stars or whatever. And so they're spinning them off and combining them with Discovery. So now Warner Media is a part of Discovery or they're trying to make that happen. They it hasn't gone through yet because like when a, a gigantic merger like this happens you have to get approval from the government because uh it could lead to monopolies and it being uh, anti-competitive and it being really bad for the consumer because they have nowhere else to purchase content or whatever if and, this was a, if this was a video game company they just yeah. be able to do it at this point um is is the problem you know because they can just do that shit fucking ea games continue <laughs> um yeah well EA games it's a different situation you're comparing apples and oranges like I am not really like EA games will buy out its competition and then dissolve it and then take all its assets and then turn it into its own Yeah but like compared to AT&T EA games is small potatoes like even though EA games is huge Yeah but within within the context of the video game industry that's monopoly yeah. I wouldn't even say that because at least the consumer can go to other places with Not AT&T really. in America this this there's essentially two mobile phone carriers okay and yeah. one yeah i mean like america's got fuck uh, it's uh, american corporatism is fucking insane yeah. like even it's just different dude like it, it's so it's so mad over there i'd be like it's 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 it could be very similar one day if they don't fucking start taking video games seriously in the law but fucking yeah like it's it's insane um, to, to, to see the limitation that certain people have uh, in America with their with their options. Now, to be fair, I think they have better service overall than what we have in Australia, and we've got like five different companies we can choose from. Kind kind of better service, but 
at least in America, I mean, in America, they don't have unlimited. I think. I think we that's something we have that they don't like. Oh, that, that's that's kind of cool. They still have data caps. Anyway, it's really shit. As a result yeah. of like them, I mean, as a result of America having very little uh, internet carriers or whatever, they they can just like gouge prices and gouge like data caps and stuff like that. So that that's why like when AT and T does moves like this, it really scares me. And like, it, it, and it sucks that. You know they spun them off after making Warner Media do all of these um, budget cuts and firing people. All the like all it, the back like, all the fucking like back flips through fucking hoops and yeah. you know, terrible ideas and things that yeah, pissed ideas. off their creative teams and yeah. alienated their fans and yeah. and making DC do some like terrible shit with its comics yeah. and its movies and its shows and it's like you basically made these fucking you made these people dance and you weren't impressed with the dancing enough so you're gonna throw them in the corner. Yeah, and this is like the monster of capitalism. It made them money, but just not enough. And it's like, oh, Jesus, like, what were you expecting? Like, fucking okay, Justice League Snyder Cut didn't get uh, not, not a lot of people joined up HBO Max to watch it. One, most people who were joined with HBO Max probably already were interested in DC because they joined HBO Max to see things like Wonder Woman eighty four and other DC content that they could get on HBO Max. So you already had a whole, huge portion of their audience. And two, HBO Max isn't available in places like Australia and the UK, I don't believe. We have like, been, but yeah. Like fucking, of course not. Your your next big lot of subscribers to HBO Max is on a global scale, you fucking idiots. Of course yeah. you didn't get a lot of subscribers. And so expecting, but expecting the Snyder Cut, which was already controversial as a concept to bring in that many subscribers and not to, and then like, I can imagine that being something they bring up when they go, we want to do the merger because you didn't meet expectations. It's like, no, your expectations are impossible. You, you're expecting yeah. like, you know, what do you want? You want, are you looking at it and going, we don't have our Avengers end game. Like AT&T could have literally just gone, all right, cool. We are starting over. You're, you're releasing whatever movies you have. And then you're starting again. Cause we want you to make our yeah. justice league end game. Um, yeah, you're you're right on a bunch of things, but I don't think that they put much thought into the Snyder Cut just because of the language used by like the head of Warner Media, like when they're talking about it and everything. I I didn't think they wanted they banked on that being such a success. I think it was more to the fact that they spent so much money on Tenet, and they were forced to release it in cinemas to keep a good relationship with Chris Nolan. And of course, it's during a pandemic, so it didn't make Chris Nolan money. And uh, like they went head first into HBO Max. And HBO Max is a disaster in terms of UI and in terms of like uh, playback and stuff like that. It's just technically it's worse than Netflix and it's also the most expensive streaming service. So um, I think it's just a mixture of all of those things that you've said. And like, um, it's just disappointing, you know, to, to see this monster that is capitalism destroy something that we love, which is uh, creative avenues like comics and stuff, you know, it's like, and like right now, uh, this happened like a few weeks ago. They announced this a few weeks ago. We still don't know what's going to happen. The creators in DC don't know what's going to happen. Executives in Warner Media don't know what's happening, and they're currently talking to their lawyers about the future of their jobs. And it's like, well, that's a terrible place to put, you know, the the people who make you money in. Fucking yeah. America, like like we're still going through a global pandemic, and for people yeah. to not know where their jobs are at, like this is this is bigger in a in a way, like this is so much bigger than just oh no, our comics. Like there is actually a huge moral issue here. Where it's like, like how many people are going to lose their jobs in this merger in the middle of a pandemic where the creative industry is at like one of its worst periods. Like it's not going to yeah. be easy to find a new a new job in the creative industry. I know America is pushing things like 
going you know going back outside and you know big crowds at sporting events and whatnot i get it but like we're still in a pandemic that could change at any moment if america gets this huge wave of deaths out of nowhere or 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 decides no it's still too dangerous like that shuts everything down again you know these people are losing their jobs and may not have anything to to fall back on yeah and And that's that's the case scenario mm -hmm. and best case scenario is no one loses their jobs but like they're still having to figure out how they rebuild Warner Brothers, essentially. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I know people hate reading Ray Fisher's statements for some reason, but like what he talked about was the fact that when AT&T purchased WarnerMedia, it was stressful for everyone because people in WarnerMedia were trying so hard to please AT&T and as a result, they did a lot of like abusive things towards the, their employees and everything. And like, are we going to see this again? <laughs> Are we, are we going to see... Well, like, that's the thing, right? Like, they've been knocked down a couple notches, you know, mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel, you know, with, with the, you know... Because, like, you say, like, the Discovery Channel, and so many people, like, almost seem to laugh Discovery Channel off as a joke. It is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, even if there was value in content there, it doesn't matter because of the, of the stigma surrounding uh, Discovery Channel. So now Warner Brothers has to work for... Because Warner Brothers is not a small name. No, it's not a small company. It's like people know it, and to be knocked down that far is what—it's a shot to the ego. I just, I, I, I hope that somehow this is the the darkest hour before the dawn. Like, I hope for Warner Brothers, this is somehow the thing that, like, this is the big, this is the gut punch. This is the thing that's going to send you to the ground. Now it's time to get get up and actually start doing things because like we talk about like people talk about like how horrible disney is and disney has so many demons it's not funny yeah. but the thing is disney's succeeding even with its shitty movies and there's so many reasons why disney is doing well and there's so many reasons why disney plus is so subscribed and why they're why they're smashing projections and and you know why things like the mandalorian and just marvel are succeeding now there's so many reasons why disney is is in the position it's in and why Disney has so much power and everyone else is floundering. And a big part of that isn't even Disney's fault. Disney has had a situation where it's had several major successes in certain franchises and has a built-in audience that it's never really pissed on until recently, but the audience is so indoctrinated into the Disney idea. It's going to be <laughs> hard to them. Yeah. Um, Warner Brothers, Sony, Universal, Paramount, they don't really have that. And that's why Disney is like the big boy. Yeah. Um, Warner would kill for Kevin Feige of their own. That's why they chomped at a bit to get fucking James Gunn on board. It's possible. Fucking Kevin Feige, like anyone would kill to have a Kevin Feige. Could you? Because like Kevin Feige, this is this. The story goes before they did the deal for Spider Man again for the third movie. Yeah, the whole Spider Man thing. Kevin Feige was actually going to show up to several of Sony's Spider Man movies for free and help them work on it. He didn't yeah, yeah. With Disney. He, he just was right. like, yeah, if this is going to keep Spider-Man in the MCU, I'll do it. And it's Disney who put their foot down going, uh, Star Wars is crapping right now. We're not doing well without other big A-game material. And people aren't liking our live-action Disney remakes at the moment. Marvel's the thing that's working. So we'd really appreciate if you're going to take the time or what time of the guy in charge of all that away from us that you at least fork a little bit of money over, please. And it's one of those situations where I'm like, you know what, Disney? I kind of get where you're coming from. He is your A-star player. I kind of get why you don't want to lend him off without something in return. So, like, you know, Kevin Feige is that diverted to making the product work that he was willing to do some work for free. Yeah, yeah. It's 
clearly he loves you know the properties he's dealing with he views it from a creative perspective and not just a business perspective and, and if anything you know, in the size they're not products or whatever and like, is, from, is like what i from what i hear about dc there are a lot of people high up that really care about these characters like it, it's really telling that you have jim lee's leading dc comics right now he's an artist and he's in charge of an uh, entire publishing company mm. and like and and you're right. I you I do agree with you in the in the sense that I do hope it's the darkest for Don because like w- during uh, early on to the pandemic when DC sort of cleaned house and fired so many people, they fired a lot of the people who were in charge of a really bad, in my eyes, bad creative decisions and creating a poor work environment that wasn't safe to s- some specific workers. So like I hope you know this this gives uh, or allows room for such a shakeup higher up. And um, it encourages people to more people to come on board and create great content and feel safe making that content. Hey. And um, what, what were we saying? Hey, I was, I was going to say, like I was, we were saying with Paramount, they got G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Hope that's good. Hope they can do a whole yeah. G.I. Joe series. Hope they can continue with Bumblebee. Hope they can have their own cinematic shit and have their own franchises. You know, Disney give Sony some franchises so they can have Spider-Man because people just, yeah. most general audiences just see Marvel as Marvel regardless if it's MCU or not. Yeah, like even though they know, that, yeah. even though they know the difference, they'll still see it as a Marvel movie. Yeah. So like that's a franchise of its own. Like if Sony had its own franchises and then work that up from the bottom, Warner Brothers has so mm. much that it has that if it was just given the right direction, they could build themselves up. We don't have to live in a situation where you know Disney overlords take over. These other companies now just have to realize that, especially now coming out of the pandemic, you know where the ashes are starting to settle. Hopefully to build up and back out and actually kind of give us products that we, that, you know, that, that, you know, we're going to enjoy as general audiences, you know, and that's, you know, I, and there are definitely films that all these companies make that people love that win awards and get their, uh, get their indie points and whatnot. Yeah. But just on a level of like, you know, maybe a boom for like, you know, theater again um, for like uh, cinema again, when it comes to movies, hopefully maybe soon please yeah, and hopefully hopefully warner brothers is in a position to do that because of the bridges they burn with the day and date um movie releases on hbo max i know chris nolan really hated the fact that it happened and at risk of sounding like one of those fucking armchair business analysts you know like that man that at&t purchase sucked and no it it didn't like i, I don't know it's, it's just it's just strange that these fucking huge, gigantic companies can make moves like this and, and Congress will just approve them willy-nilly. And like, you talked earlier about how Sony, um, I mean, Marvel should throw Sony a bone and give them more characters. You're right. I don't, I actually didn't like it when and Disney um, purchased Fox and it was approved. I know people really love to see Fantastic yeah, Four and X-Men. Fantastic Four. Yeah. I, I genuinely think it just should have been a case of everyone, every all these other companies should have had the ability to go for something yeah um from it like it shouldn't have just been one big purchase it should have been you know sort of spread it out to different companies for the reason of monopoly law and not even just monopoly law but just like honestly at the end of the day what did disney really want from fox other than maybe say the simpsons and their marvel properties i I mean they they have a huge back catalog i guess they do have a back catalog and they probably you know disney plus is better for it i suppose like star is fucking amazing yeah, like Star has so much in it. Um, Star is like almost as much of an appeal as Disney Plus itself to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. 
which I think they they use that to justify the price increase in a lot of countries. Um, and just just because I feel like we're going way over, I'm I'm gonna we like prob- we should probably end it now. Um, yeah, we we end it like yeah. We've gone. And my final comments, my final comments on this is like, I don't like when big companies make moves like this. I think um, there should be more government oversight. Uh, Civil war reference. Um, I think I, I I thought it was bad when Disney purchased. 20th century fox because you know when they purchased 20th century fox they essentially destroyed that name it's like it's not then it's not even called 20th century fox or 21st century fox i think it's called like something else now right i mean like it's it's fox it's entertainment or something 20th century fox basically just doesn't exist like you got yeah. fox you got the the og fox is just like sports yeah. and whatnot and fox, or, yeah. fox news it's, and all that yeah which is uh, according to the deal, Fox News is like a, its own separate thing. We get purchased, whatever. That's the whole point. It's like Rupert Murdoch didn't want anything to do with entertainment anymore. He just wanted to go into news. But um, I mean, like, can you blame yeah. him? It's where all his power is. Exactly. That's how you buy power. You fucking news outlets. You control um, the flow of information. Yeah. You control the world. At the end of the day, like, as much as these are fucking huge mammoth corporations, and we shouldn't be defending them or simping for them or whatever, that institution, <laughs> like Warner Brothers. It's one of the original picture companies in, in the States. So is 20th Century Fox. And like, uh, they're at risk of being destroyed by this. And also, DC is at risk of being destroyed by this. I know comic people always say every day, every single day you talk to them, it's like, oh, comics are going to get destroyed. It's the end of comics. But, you know, there might be an actual risk of this happening. I, like, I know like, people say this who, like Marvel went bankruptcy, but yeah. I mean, like, Jesus, like, you know, people, you know Marvel almost went bankrupt, but, like, they, yeah. they also hail married the fuck out of that situation. They survived, but they yeah, could have. A few years, yeah, a few years after that, they got Bendis, they rebounded, and uh, Disney purchased them. It was, their stuff, it was their work with guys from, like, Toy Biz and whatnot uh, as well. Like, they were yeah. Toy Biz as much as you hate fucking that. Avi Arad and everything, they saved the company. Yeah. They did save the company. Yeah, Avi Arad is terrible at making movies, but as a businessman, you know, yeah. he... He, he, he did do good back then um, and probably still does good as a businessman, which is part of the reason he's probably still around. Like, that's probably yeah. where his forte is. I mean, yeah, Spider-Verse was made under his purview. Like, Chris uh, Miller and Phil Lord said that, you know, Spider-Verse wouldn't be possible without him. So Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's like, maybe it's not Alvi. Maybe it's he's just, like, an unfortunate common factor. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe. Who knows? Well, yeah, these positions are also designed for them to take the heat, right? That's why yeah. you get a CEO and everything, so they take the heat when something goes wrong. Anyway... Uh, it's very close like, to the end. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lovely talk. Actually, I've really yeah. enjoyed a lot of what we talked about today. Uh, personally, I hope you guys uh, at home yeah. enjoyed it. Without Sam, Wait. I just mean Bre- breaking news. I just got news on my phone. So what? apparently, it's Sam just. Uh, I've got news that the paramedics confirmed that Sam is in fact dead. He killed himself while uh, partaking in autoerotic asphyxiation. Um, he spilled his seed all over Spawn comics or something. Oh, um, yeah. that says that says autoerotic ovulation. Oh, Jesus. It gets worse and worse. <laughs> Poor buddy. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Sam. I mean, yeah. like, I'm going to... I've got some friends in the uh, in the wizardry world. I should be able to get someone to get uh, to resurrect his corpse. I can't promise you'll be exactly the same, but Sam will be back next week it, after some dark arts and some uh, deals yeah. were made. Some souls will be exchanged, but, you know, that's all worth it for, uh, for, the, for the Comic Thoughts uh, gang to be back together. I uh, don't know what we'll do next week, personally, but I feel like one of the big topics of discussion next week is going to be it's going to be about this guy, Loki. It'll be about Loki because that that, that oh, show shit. comes out next Wednesday. Do you have the complete wave? 
Uh, the rest of the wave have got on Leyline. I'm buying him uh, one okay. by one. Um, you, I uh, will have Sam Wilson, Captain America soon. Uh, that's twice I pulled up a Marvel Legends. You've just gone, oh shit. Yeah. Um, yes. Fucking shocking. I'll, I'll, I'll have. Um, is uh, that from EB as soon? Well? Uh, this is from Zing. Um, the uh, bulletproof, uh, the bulletproof villain is the one who got me the Shang Chi wave. Um, uh, bulletproof villain, uh, fucking great. In fact, actually, give me a second. I'll show you the box. Just before we that, close off, we'll make this the last thing. Um, they dropped the ball on the um, on the the um, uh, the. Fuck, I forgot his name. He's not called Patriot. He's called U.S. Agent. They dropped the ball on U.S. Agent. Like he had the star on his helmet. They shouldn't have the star. I didn't even notice that. Honestly, I need to double check. Uh, but Bulletproof Villains, they're they're lads. Go check them out. Look, that's 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 tape that they've got because they're lads. They got their own tape. Um, fucking amazing people, Bulletproof Villain. Uh, or like I've I've dealt with them. Customer service is fantastic. Um, they they're Australian. Like they're an Australian store. They they do well. Um, they, I, I've, I've sent them emails and questions about stock and I'll get a response at like, you know, late Saturday afternoon and I'll respond to that response and then I'll respond back. Like they'll like email chain me, uh, and give me everything I need as far as answers are concerned. They're great. Right. Um, they'll, they'll fucking well, email me out of nowhere going, Hey, you asked this about this like three months ago. Well, we got it in now. And I'm like, Oh shit, you remembered. Okay. Plug, plug, plug. Like bulletproof yeah, villain. Uh, they're not sponsoring. They're just absolute lads. I I have no strong opinion on them whatsoever. So I you know this isn't an ad. Buy from them, Ashraf. <laughs> no strong opinion. I want to stay neutral. They're good people on both sides. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, fucking the fucking uh, fucking Pocahontas over here, both sizing the argument. <laughs> yeah, I'm an enlightened centrist. I am superior to both the right and left because I refuse to take a side and. Uh, enforce the status quo just right. like all of your favorite marvel superheroes just just remember, right remember kids indecisiveness is the is the true key to victory and that's what the mcu keeps reinforcing topic for another time <laughs> oh shit we just opened a can of worms at the end of that all right let's yeah. let's do this we're gone goodbye all right peace right, sam that uh, day before your birthday such uh, a shame he's gonna kill us when he finds out the length of this video <laughs>